You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? It's 58.30 time! Or 38. <laughs> there we go. My yeah, God. we sent out a little uh, little <laughs> message ski to our uh, to our Patreon members who are here joining us live right now on a Friday evening, and uh, Friday night titled it uh, titled it episode thirty eight, which it's not. It's episode fifty eight. It's episode fifty eight thirty eight. Title of the show. Um, uh, this how's shows going? Off to a uh, the show's off to a rounding uh, start. <laughs> Well, if it was rounding, it would be episode. We'd just call it episode sixty at this point. Yeah, but. and then I tried to do a fifty-one fifty, uh, oh to fifty-one fifty, and I botched that. So, well, I got this it. show's gonna be uh, show's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be the shit. But uh, uh, so, how's everything going? What's what's up, man? What do you uh, what do you have on the TV? Do- uh, well, shit, I'm waiting for the draft to start. Uh, night two, mm-hmm. watched night one last night. Um. Were you happy? Were you satisfied? Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because like, uh, I mean, we got you know this quarterback Jalen Hurts who really uh, never really got a chance. Like, COVID wiped out all the preseason. Right. Then everything happened with Carson. Then they bring in, they bench Carson for Jalen for the last four games, mm-hmm. and yeah, really have nothing to. to base them on him because those are basically his preseason yeah games. right you know uh once you go from from college to uh to nfl the, the the speed of the game changes you know so uh with that said they you know they uh last night the eagles in the first round took Devonte smith who played two years at wide receiver with our current uh quarterback jalen hurts so that's exciting yeah. to see uh, them reunite. They played uh, for in Alabama. Roll Tide. What's up, Conrad? I, I texted Conrad. He no sold it. I don't know if he's happy about it. But. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, we got Devontae Smith. Uh, but, yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, and tonight I'm hoping they take the, the kid from, um, oh, my God, oh, uh, Notre Dame. There's a defensive uh, guy from Notre Dame I really like. Kind of reminds me of a. They're showing a, 
the highlight reels of him hitting people, and they all remind me of Brian Dawkins <laughs> oh, on man. Andre. Brian Dawkins on Andre Crumpler in the uh, 2004 NFC Championship game. Oh, jeez. He just lit, puts that. easy. Yeah. So, yeah. And, well, here's the thing. Like, the morning of yesterday's draft, WIP here in Philly, this local sports station, they were playing an audio clip of Devontae uh, Smith saying, hey, uh, you know, I'd love to, you know, play with Jalen again and playing in Philly would be second to none. We're all like, is he petitioning to come here? <laughs> so today, the kid from uh, Notre Dame, there's well, not today, but I saw an interview today where he was like, yeah, man, I'd love to play in Philly. I'm just like, oh. There you go. <laughs> I got the bubble guts, you know, like I, <laughs> like you the kind you get when the second cup of coffee cups it, kicks in, and you're like, oh, bloop, bloop. Ah, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> Um, to put in perspective for, let's say, wrestling fans who aren't really familiar with, you know, uh, last season's Eagles, um, talking about like Hurts, it would be like, like imagine back when you were in uh, WWF and you're uh, yes. doing some of the, the schools like uh, you were down there training with like Dr. Tom, right? You're doing that, some of that yeah. stuff. The Funkin' Dojo. Yeah. And you're doing that, but you're not working TV, let's say, right? You're just doing that and you're, you're. You're there, you're getting your reps in. And then they're just like, hey, Meanie, listen, uh, Triple H is out. We need you. You're working rock main event raw tonight. <laughs> and you're like, I haven't been out in front. I haven't worked a match outside of the <laughs> Funkin' Dojo. And, you know, I feel like yeah. it was like a lot of that of like, hey, yeah. you know, you've got your talent. It's not like this is the first time you've ever you know stepped on the field or stepped in the ring. But yeah. holy crap, man. Right, like throw, yeah. like all of a sudden, it's just like he's just been sitting and hanging out. All you know, obviously, he's in practice, he's doing it, but then he pops out. Like you're, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get what hopefully you're gonna get this go around. Right. Uh, I think. Well, I think with the, the, the proper off season and preseason games, now that everybody's getting vaccinated, and they're mm -hmm. gonna have people in the stands. I don't know if people will be able to go to practice and stuff like that, or like. They used to have the thing where the fans could come to, uh, you know, a couple uh, workouts. Right. But uh, I think with a proper preseason, uh, getting some proper snaps and some preseason games, I like this new coach, uh, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, that's going to be – that's, that's I think, going to be the biggest – Yeah. The biggest thing uh, to wait Nick, and see about. Yeah. Everybody who uh, Nick Sirianni has worked with has – Nothing but praise for him. So mm. we'll see, man. He he used to, he used to be a wide receiver, and he was a wide receiver's coach. Now we got the, we in my you know people are like, oh, well, you got the second, but I think we got the best one. And everybody judges people on how fast they can run a forty, but right. and I whatever. But I seen that this kid's footage, and he he just breaks ankles. And, like, the guy's trying to tackle him, and he goes one way, and they go the other way, and snap. You know, I like they, to think you know, if I was uh, in his position, I would be breaking my ankles very quickly as well. So. <laughs> no, uh, but it's cool, man. And, uh, like I said, we're doing this Friday night, and uh, Mike break pro protocol and uh, put the TV on in the background just to see uh, what happens. Uh, here's, some, here's some good fucking heel pro wrestling shit, right? Yeah. Uh, so the Eagles, you know, there's a big hullabaloo about 
the Eagles potentially tanking the last game of the season last year so they could get the six-round pick. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. You know, the season sucked anyway. We're going to win a moral victory. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hey, for those who didn't see the motion that Nene did, we're not on fight. If you want to see it, join patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. We're, uh, we're back to Patreon. There he is again. Oh, man. Hey, Slickter, make a gif of this, please. Uh, <laughs> so when the Eagles tanked that game, the last game against the Washington football team, it essentially knocked the Giants out of the playoffs. So Giants fans were in a fucking uproar because they were hoping the Eagles would win. Right. So the Giants could get into the play, you know, with the records and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Eagles have the six-round pick. They trade back with Miami. They go to 12. In return, Miami gives the Eagles a first-round pick for next year. Mm-hmm. So next year, the Eagles have potentially three first-round picks. Man, depending if they on, chose depending. to tank that game... That was that was the uh, that was the long con there, not to be not can be not to be confused with the Tony Con, who also did very well. Yes, um, he did very well. Sean Jones uh, says though, uh, right, that uh, Bears had the steal of the first round. Your thoughts on that, Meanie? Well, that, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you still have the same coach, so uh, yeah, but. Uh, the point I'm trying to get, the, the, the pro wrestling skullduggery here. So the Eagles tank. They knock the Giants out of the playoffs. Giants bitch about it. Eagles trade back from 6 to 12, which put them in a position for it to be uh, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, 10, 11, 12. So uh, the Cowboys won it. Uh, I can't think of the name of the dude, but the Broncos wind up taking them. So the Cowboys were out in that guy. So the Eagles wanted Devontae Smith. The Eagles also know, know, knew the Giants wanted Devontae Smith. So the Eagles contacted the Cowboys, and they swapped places. So the Eagles traded uh, a third-round pick and got ahead of the Giants and took the <laughs> took the uh, wide receiver the Giants wanted. And... It's like I've been watching giant fan reaction videos all day. So that's, you know. You know, and that's, I mean, clearly not for the Giants fans, but for, but in general, this is why the, this is why watching this is so much fun for people. Yeah. Because it really is that like, that kind of behind the scenes story, you know, which we all love that stuff and. You know, yeah, but uh, no, that's that's awesome. Um, I think <laughs> so. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. And it then should be, to, uh, some interesting games at Giant Stadium this year. You know? Yeah, well, just reign. I was gonna say reigniting the rivalry. Not that uh, it needed any reigniting, but um, yeah. Well, yeah. it kind it kind of went stagnant. Like it did. Yeah, went, it really did need to piss them off a bit. When football's the best is when everybody in your division's good. You yeah. know, so there's that. That, that, was, to it. that was not last year. No, <laughs> that was Dude. that was the antithesis of last season. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. Uh, we, oh. <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, the Eagles, uh, Washington, uh, Dallas, and the Giants are in the NFC East, which everybody dubbed the NFC least. Yes. So, 
Uh, well, I, I'll say one thing. Washington's getting really good, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully the, the NFC East gets back to prominence to what it used to be because the NFC East used to run football back in the day, you know, between the Giants and the Cowboys and the yep. Eagles and, and Redskins, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to get if the uh, anytime Washington – Beats the Eagles, I get, or is just doing well in general. I get the text yeah. from uh, from a buddy from high school who's just a a long time, long time fan of uh, of the Washington football team uh, as they're known now, and yeah. Uh, yeah so w- there's just that little rivalry, um, you know, that he would always, always just you know love them, and we would just love to shoot him a text even 20 years later, but uh, yeah. but hey. But listen, that's enough about me and my high school friends that nobody knows about nor cares about. So <laughs> I uh, don't want to don't want to go into that. Um, yeah. Hey, send all your reviews to uh, go on uh, go on uh, iTunes and give us a nice five star review if you would, um, and send your hate tweets to at so says Chernoff. Um, yeah. It's better send them send the hate tweets directly to me. You know. Don't yeah. leave them in a review. Um, but uh, you're, you're, when you hurt me, meanie hurts too And when you do it that way. So, and you don't want to hurt the meanie. Meanie's got ouchies. Yeah, it's not fun at all. But uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so now that we've lulled everybody to sleep with football talk. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, here's something we can talk TV and wrestling all in one because I just read that uh, Young Rock has been picked up for a second season. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love that show. That's really cool. It's good. Because I know Dwayne Johnson's like the biggest star in Hollywood, but watching that, I, I've I've consistently had this feeling of like, does anyone who doesn't know wrestling like this? You know, like I've really like because I can't look at it as a as a, an outsider, you know, looking in. So to me, yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm seeing the wild Samoans and you're seeing junkyard dog and, you know, and I'm getting hot about macho man because he's the one casting I'm not really thrilled about, but you know, but I'm always wondering to myself, like, you know, when I see junkyard dog, that means something to me, but yeah. even somebody who's like a casual wrestling fan nowadays may not even remember or have ever heard of junkyard dog. You know, right. so right. It, it's, it, it, I don't know. I'm always just wondering, maybe they just look at it and say, Hey, it's just characters on TV. Right. And it's just done in a, uh, in a fun way. But I hope, hopefully I, I, I pitch this. Hopefully they do it. Probably won't. But, uh, you know, rocks from the Lehigh Valley area. They do a lot of stuff in the Philly area. They, they did the one show uh, where rock was, uh, in Philly. I want to see a, a crossover episode with uh, Young Rock and the Goldbergs, where the Goldbergs go to a, a match at the spe- Spectrum, and that Young Adam sits with Young Rock. That would be all like next that would be that. really cool. I think they're different. Yeah. Are they? They're different networks, aren't they? NBC and ABC. But yeah, I, I, I've looked for examples where this has happened, and, and it's happened where like shows, shows cross promoted on different networks and yeah. stuff like that. It, it, it's rarely happened, but it's happened. I feel like if there's anyone who can make a phone call, and make that happen, it's The Rock. Yeah, you know? if the Goldbergs want The Rock on their show, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that would that would be awesome. And uh, yeah, shout out to them and Brian uh, Brian Gewertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's working hard on that show too. They were filming in Australia, which is wow. amazing because it looked 
they did. It looked just like any neighborhood in, in you know, the Philly area, you know, yeah. or America, you know. Hey, Philadelphia, so really it's cool. the Australia of Pennsylvania. You know? <laughs> so. Like Bill Apter is the George Napolitano. <laughs> of, uh, hey, speaking of Bill Apter, um, did yes. you see his post on social media? Of Now, I, I remember months ago he posted a picture of him and Jerry Lawler in his driveway. That's and I crazy. was like, and they both had their like, ma- like, well, I don't know if Lawler had a mask. That's a whole, that's a story for another day. But, uh, but Bill had his mask and everything. And I was like, wow, okay, so this picture is like current. And I was like, hey, thanks for the call, Bill. But, um, but he posted <laughs> this thing, this picture. Um, it, it was Jerry Lawler, Ben Brown, um, the archivist, you know, that's and so uh, cool. and uh, the dude I can't remember his name, but the one who's kind of like. Not exactly the host, but kind of driving along the uh, the the uh, WWE Lost Treasures or Hidden Treasures or whatever. That I can't remember the name of the show, but um, love the show. But I'm so focused on the show, I didn't even grab the name. Uh, but yeah, they're all there. They're all uh, at, they were all at Bill's house, and apparently this week on A and E, Aptor's Alley may make an appearance on. Uh, that's so cool that they're including Bill on that, you know. I'm uh, really curious of what what he has of Jerry Lawler's because it's the Jerry Lawler episode, and I know like they're talking about the I, treasures, but I, I've been, I mean, I've been down Aptor's Alley. I got my 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 start back in the business doing this type of stuff down in Aptor's Alley, and Bill has some incredible, incredible memorabilia down there, um, but uh, the host is AJ Francis. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember dude. his name. He, seems, like, seems like a dude you'd want to hang out with. Um, no, he, he wears a Job Squad shirt in one of the episodes, so he's over. Oh, then he's the best. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's awesome. But it's really, like, like I, I'm I'm excited to see what it is. I didn't even want to ask Bill um, what. It's got to be, If, if can, can I make a, a prediction? Please. It's got to be some. It's got to be someone like Andy Kaufman or something like it's that. It's got, it, it has to be, but I'm trying to think of what it is because Bill's, I mean, Bill has shown me everything down there. Uh, let me rephrase that. Bill, <laughs> <laughs> Bill has taken me down to Aptor's Alley. That doesn't sound much better, but um, <laughs> the only stuff that I can remember that he has there from Jerry Lawler is uh, Bill's daughter Haley's bat mitzvah. Uh, Jerry drew like all of the the decorations, like drew That's all these so caricatures cool. of her. Um, so and he and has those in the house still, but I don't. Uh, so I don't, and I, I feel like that's not something that that uh, Triple H and Stephanie are calling for. Hey, King, we Shit. know once upon a time. Shit, Bill just gave me ice cream. I didn't go down to Aptor. I didn't get, get, nah, take man. a trip down to Aptor's Alley. You know, you, have you have you never been to Aptor's Alley? No, I oh, want to. Dude. Oh, you have to. When 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 everything's back to normal, you got to go down there, and then he'll take you into the back room, and he'll do a little karaoke for you. Um, that, that's that's a shoot, as they say. On a second thought, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I mean he's been he's been threatening threatening to buy me some burnt pizza, so or oh, I'll take him up on it. Yeah, yeah. Take a little ride on up. Uh, so here's my uh, phone bill from when I called Andy Kaufman. Why well, can't I call Jerry Lawler with Andy Kaufman? And Andy Kaufman signed the phone bill or something like that. Yeah, I'm really Remember? curious what it is. And I know uh, telling tales. I wonder if he still school. has Andy Kaufman's phone number. That'd be great. 
If he's that would not that, would be not, cool. not that it I'm works, sure he does. But. I'm sure he does. He's got a uh, he he has down there a Rolodex, um, oh. like a, a legit old school Rolodex, and uh, I I haven't thumbed through it because I felt like that was probably inappropriate. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got that on there. But you know, um, uh, what I'm going to oh. text. I'm going to text him on his rotary phone. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Um, he'll tell, he'll tell you that you need to call after, uh, after seven or something where the, when the, uh, when it's cheaper. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, he's, I know he's got some stuff down there that, um, I, I think, you know, rumor and innuendo is that Conrad has expressed some interest in some of the things that, Ooh. uh, that Bill's got down there and Bill, the thing is it's tough for Bill to part with some of these things because yeah. unlike a lot of the people that you see on the shows, who are like collectors and I know they're emotionally attached to it, but these collectors um, that, you know, they got it at an auction or they got this or that. A lot of what Bill has, like Bill has, you know, Mil Mascara masks that Mil Mascara gave to me as Ray Mysterio masks that Ray gave to him or gifted to his son. And like, he's got all of these things that were, they were like gifts from the yeah. people as opposed, you know? So I know he's attached to it and I was able to, to, broker a deal between him and Matt Cardona a couple of years ago for uh for a Hasbro ring that he got at the Hall of Fame um it was one of the the it had like the Hall of Fame sticker on it like they didn't sell these it was just something that was on as a centerpiece in the tables of an early Hall of Fame when they used to be like the banquet dinners yeah and he always had it I'm like man I'm like that's that's pretty cool so I posted a picture of it and I was like, man, we got all kinds of great things in the in Aptor's Alley down here. And uh, Cardona slid into my DMs. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what am I looking at here? Because I don't remember that. So, but um, uh, Vanessa Bello asking uh, any progress on a possible Cella figure oh. of Bill Aptor. Um, so I I did a uh, I did a Good soft question. introduction. Um, first I, I spoke to Bill. I said, Hey, Meanie and I basically planned out like a six series, uh, you know, a set of you. Um, Bill was very interested and very appreciative of, of all of you in the pod, Scott, who, who thought that would be a cool idea. Um, and then I, I said, well, let me reach out to Chella. I reached out to Chella toys and they said, we're more than interested to have a conversation with Bill. So I shot out an email of, Hey, you know, Bill meet this one, this one meet Bill, and uh, and that's it. And I'm out. You know, they can take it from there. They're they're all uh, they're all grown ups. And uh, but so I've made that connection, and and I I would imagine I can't see how they wouldn't come to a deal. Having Meanie and I having worked with Chella, they're so great to work with that like so easy. And, and Bill is such an easygoing guy to work with too. And and you know, there's no Bill. no egos in this scenario. So. I would be shocked if we don't eventually end up with a with a Bill Apter, uh Cella Toys uh, wrestling megastar, um, which will be in my office uh, uh, front and center. So hopefully that happens sooner than later. Dude, that's so cool. That's so cool. That would be awesome to have like a Bill Apter. I Like I said, I want the, uh, the ringside photographer with the uh, T-shirt and the... Uh, that was you know, the... Like, have you... What's that? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. 
Oh, uh, you know, like how you have the the mic, you can mm-hmm. kind of use the whatever it is for the mic to make it look like he's holding the camera or something like that. That'd be awesome. He uh, he didn't. Say, that was the one thing he was kind of like. I don't know if I want the old T-shirt look. That was like the one era really? he didn't want. Bill was kind of torn between do we do modern day Aptor's Alley gray hair one piece combed over Bill or do we do dark hair like early to mid 90s Bill with the camera around ringside. Uh, although I still think the 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 big seller is the one of him with the plaque. Like right off of yeah. like uh, uh you know JCP like right off of that, you know. No, JCP. Yeah, JCP. Jim Jim Crockett promotion. Yeah, I'm a um JTP is what was I, I thought I was saying JTP like from the Goldbergs. That's why I was, uh, was trying to okay. Yeah, but no, I was right. Same neighborhood, right? Um but yeah, so uh so what else is going on, man? What what else is uh you check oh, man, you catch just, the Roddy uh, Piper uh Roddy dude, Piper documentary? The, Dude, I, the Roddy Piper documentary was not only awesome, but uh, I'm watching it, and they show a photo of uh, Piper and Flair hugging. I go, oh, my God, I know that photo. It's like, holy shit. So I run down, and I, I call it my, bo- my Mark book, you know, from when I was a kid and stuff like that, and I start flipping through it. They show a photo, Piper and Flair hugging, and the photo was taken maybe a couple seconds after a photo I took of – in the same situation, which was Crazy. amazing. So I went on my all my social medias and I posted the A and E still, and this uh, the photo mm-hmm. that's still inside uh, my uh, my book. So yeah, there's uh, no question. I mean, it's not like there's no in, uh, uh, you know interpretation by somebody is 100 percent like se- seconds, milliseconds even apart from each other. Yeah, I still got is that it, your mark I mean, book. Yes, yeah, my mark book. I got all my, uh, let me see. Yep, there it is right there. Oh, and Bobby Hina was there, too, and Ted DiBiase. Oh, wow. Hold up. Oh, man. Uh, DiBiase, there's Heenan and Flair, and uh, Flair's looking through his briefcase. And then this is the shot. Yeah. Flair, oh, I don't know directions. Uh, Flair and Piper hugging. And then there's uh, Piper and uh, Arn Anderson. Yeah. That was down at the uh, Airport Marriott. Wow. And you can see a- these photos if you go to patreon.com slash mind of the media and watch this video. Yeah, I'm really, see, I'm really pushing I, uh, that Patreon today. It's me and Shawn Michaels. Whoa. I've never seen that picture before. That's fantastic. Same night Ricky Morton was there. What a... It, dude, you had to have been it, losing your mind. I was so fortunate they grow up in, you know, amongst the uh, the Philly wrestling uh, crew. Did you ever have any like, other night like that, where it was because they were both in town? So that was a rare head to head. They had done one in '86. That was November seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. I had to look it up. But I'm just saying, nineteen ninety one. My memory's not that good. In nineteen ninety one, like. How often are you taking a picture with Shawn Michaels and Ricky Morton oh. in the same? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Actually, I might have been nineteen ninety. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, well nineteen ninety, you were doing it all the time, but yeah, ninety one would have been impressive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was cool. It was cool, and uh, well, it was actually I had a similar moment 
like that where, uh, you know, Sherry Martell was, I was at the same hotel, WWE was in town, I took a photo with Sherry Martell. And then later I, you know, become friends with Donnie B and Nova. Mm-hmm. And they were showing me their Mark photos. And they have her, a photo of her in the same address, in the same outfit. She's wearing this black dress in the same hallway. Oh, wow. So somewhere you, along the line, me, Nova, and Donnie B were all in the same room and never even realized it, just hanging out, being fans. So the crazy thing is, what she didn't realize was that she actually was in that hallway taking pictures with two-thirds of the BWO. <laughs> you know? Which, well, I hey, mean, looking back, w- would have been a career highlight for her, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I, I, wound, I wound up having a, a mixed tag with her yeah. eventually down the line. When uh, was my that? My friend Jack Cott. Oh, my God. I want to say year 2000, somewhere in the summer of 2000. My oh, buddy wow. uh, Jack, my buddy Jack Koshik, who is Dave Hero's cousin. Dave um, Hero, shout out to him. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. Big great, guy. Great guy. He is a big guy. Yeah. I'm, he could have been a wrestler. Yeah. Um, but his cousin Jack would run the Milwaukee Metal Fest, mm. and they would have metal bands, but, in, you know, in between bands, you know, breaking down and setting up, they would have a ring in the middle of the, the mosh pit and they would have people wrestling. And, uh, yeah, did a, um, a mixed tag with her and, uh, dude, she was always cool to me. Sherry was, Sherry was the best. Uh, cause later on that night we were signing, uh, autographs out in the lobby. Yeah. And there's a bunch of, you know, everybody's drunk and there's guys who are wrestling fans and it's guys who aren't. And there's like this drunk guy coming over. And he's like looking at my eight by tens, and I'm just looking at the beer in his hand, and it's you know like it, it's going the water's going back and forth in his cup like you know waves on the ocean. I'm like, dude, please don't spill your beer on my 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 eight by tens. And he's not listening, so I had to give him one of those you know bro <laughs> shoves, right? Oh, and he man. stumbles backwards a little bit, and he acted like he was going to come fight me. And Sherry stood up and got shoulder to shoulder with me, like we were going to throw hands with these metalheads you know that's so. awesome yeah so that was pretty cool yeah sherry's the best man i miss her i do want to say um, uh jack jack koshik jack that, koshik that's yeah. it um i, I remember I'm, I'm friends with uh with dave hero on uh on facebook and um so his cousin jack has actually been going through some rough times uh yeah. some medical issues and they have a gofundme uh set up for him so we're gonna go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tonight as we record this. So you'll already see it up there on our social media, but maybe we'll give, give that a little, uh, little tweet. And, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, if you see us post it on our socials, uh, you know, go on, on, uh, go find me, look up Jack Koshik. Yeah. K O S H I K C K I C K I C K I C K any amount helps. Yeah. Five bucks. Ten bucks, one buck. Who cares? It's it's something. It's something, so. yeah. But uh, yeah, I just as soon as you said his cousin Jack, it just flashed in my head. I've I you know I've seen him post stuff and kind of been following along, and I know he's uh, uh heading to uh heading to a rehab facility a little bit. His kidneys are having some issues still, and I know he had a he successful had like a, surgery, but he had heart surgery. Is he had like four valves? Re- yeah. So and I think he's just kind of having some effects from that but uh but hey you know uh send in our best to uh, uh you know cousin of a friend so dude dude i really love jack koshik he uh 
I mean, we, 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 he's the reason why, <clears throat> sorry, shit. I mean, uh, he is the reason why, uh, I had my tag team match with Screech from really? Saved by the Bell. That was one of his shows. Uh, yeah, besides the Milwaukee. Well, Jack Koshik was a, a well-known concert promoter in the Midwest. And a local uh, he, promoter, apparently, for WWF back in the day. Yes. Back in the day, yep. yeah. So they would, he would always have some kind of, him and Dave always have some wrestling things. So there was like two years in a row, they had uh wrestling after the local uh, hockey game. Mm. They would have to, it was like a, I forget what division, it was minor league, but they would have the, the hockey game and then they would have the ring suspended over the, the ice and they would just slowly lower it Which down. Is so cool. It is. And, uh. The one year I wrestled Al Snow, which was awesome. Uh, one of the few times we worked one on one, which was insane. Uh, I, I, I mean, we had like practice matches, but as far as being on show shows, we've always been like a tag team. And uh, and then the next time it's supposed to be a mixed tag, me and uh, someone who shall not be named. Uh, we're supposed to wrestle Luna and Gangrel, and uh, that person didn't show up. So. Uh, Jack was kind of representing Screech as a, like in a managerial role, kind of like, you know, handling his bookings and stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, you're going to tag with Screech. I went, what? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like for like two hours before the show, I'm like, okay, this is, here's what you could do. And I showed him stuff and, and we got together with Gangrel and Luna and they were awesome with, well, like. Luna beat the shit out of him, but, you know. Uh, hey, Luna, hit me. Hit me, Luna, I want you to punch me. You're square right in the face. Why, Manny? Because your working punches are killing me. Uh, God bless her. I love Luna. But, uh, yeah, Jack, uh, and, uh, you know, that eventually I became a, a question in Trivial Pursuit because of that. So, yeah, yeah if you can give Jack Koshik a little love on, you know, the GoFundMe uh, and even if you don't have any any money to donate, uh, just share share tweet it out. Link. Share it out. Yeah, share yeah. the link. That's that's yeah. just as helpful, if not more so. You know, absolutely. He's a good dude, man. There's uh, some stories I can't even tell because it might even I actually get him heat. No, I'm just kidding. I I've never uh, met I've never met him, but I have had the pleasure of working with Dave a ton of times. And uh, and uh, now David Hero is a good dude. So any any friend of his, you know, and uh, or, yeah. or I guess family of his. Um, my favorite Jack story is he was at Al Snow's wedding and it was like, uh, well, one of Al Snow's weddings, <laughs> uh, uh, the second to last, um, <laughs> and it was like half wedding and they, they're like come in a Halloween costume and Jack Kasha came as like disgruntled Batman. He was just like, he was Batman, but he had like a beer at like he had alcohol in one hand, uh-huh. smoke like Batman smoking like that. You know, was, he's totally playing up the character, so that was cool. That's awesome. Um, I, I uh, let me. I could tell a story, but it's such a cool story that I I only it's like I don't even know if they want me to share it, so I won't share it. I said it would get him heat. It won't get him heat, but it's a story I don't know if he wants shared. So I'm going to respect his privacy on that one. All right. Well, hey, maybe, uh, maybe at some point when he uh, kicks out of the. Oh, I'll tell you happen. off air, but yeah. what's that? <laughs> I'll tell you off air, but yeah, it's uh, that's it's good. A good G- one. Gives our listeners another reason to hate me. Um, so, 
Oh man, eh, I got theories on that, but uh, on why they hate, <laughs> on why they hate me. I might be at work. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, wait, what? That's as far as I. Ah, I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you for like a week. You told me. You told me that thing. I'm, this is great content, by the way. Yeah. Uh, hey, you told me that thing. You know, we're not going to talk about it. Don't, don't mention yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. But, yeah, you but told me that thing, and I was like, oh, nobody's you know what? i got to tell right? him this thing. And then I didn't tell you that, but we talked about that other thing. But when we were doing that other like thing, that. you should have said the one thing. Yeah. There we go. I'm yeah, writing it do down. a whole show like that. Yeah. Writing down I have a theory. the thing. I. All right. I'm curious now. Uh, you know what? I can't. Man. I can't wait. Uh, all right. This has been the mind of the meanie. We'll see you next Monday. Um, all right, meanie, we're off the air. Uh, no. So uh, it, it was cur- it was Colonel Mustard in the uh, library. Uh, the candlestick. Um, Very lovingly. Uh, Arch. <laughs> so. Um, yes, dear. I uh, had a busy week. Had a visitor. Uh, come by my house. Oh yeah, did you? Yeah, uh, the blue meanie. Uh, blue meanie <laughs> came by the house, and uh, my kids basically attacked him. And uh, I have a nice yeah, picture man. of. I of, felt like Hulk Hogan in a real American video. Yeah, they all, like, all the kids on, Yeah, on the chopper on the motorcycle. <laughs> um, my uh, no, my, my son's giving you like hugs and kisses and while and also collar and elbow tie ups and it's it was uh it was great dude he, he, yeah he throws a pretty good lockup he is uh how old not, is he uh, he just turned four last week wow he's a strong little dude too um but Shooter. he is um uh, uh he oh bless you he oh. um. <laughs> Sometimes I forget I'm on the air. That's uh, fine. That's those make for the best episodes, I think. But um, no, my son, he, my son, uh, is like he's so he's got so much energy and he's so wild and he wants to like tackle his sister and tackle us and all that stuff. And so I said to him, I was like, you know, uh, when you turn five, you'll be able to start uh, wrestling and you know amateur wrestling. They have it in the township and everything. And I like yeah. showed him a video of what amateur wrestling was, and he lost his mind. Like just Dude. yeah, I may have told he's this gonna, before, but he's just like yeah, the idea of being able of being told like go tackle this kid, you know, oh, yeah. like he's he's so I think he's gonna be really good at that. We'll have to te- teach him collar and elbow tie up is reversed in amateur wrestling than it is in pro wrestling, so we'll have to kind of you know, uh, you know, break him of all the habits because I know he's a pretty pretty trained pro wrestler at this point, but uh, yeah, dude, uh, yeah. This, I hope he remembers me uh, when he wins the Olympic gold medal and stuff <laughs> like that. You know. Hey, uh, RJ says uh, listeners have to get in line behind Meltzer and Colt Cabana to hate Josh. Uh, well, let's clear this up. <laughs> Meltzer probably doesn't even know who the hell I am at, the, <laughs> at this point. You know, he he. I'm the guy who kept asking about mine of the Meanie and Meanie Tunes, and then he blocked me, and then I just yell into a void about him. Um, <laughs> And Colt Cabana, I, I don't know if I want to kill the kill the gimmick or anything. Colt and I are totally cool. Um, we're we're all good. I talked to him the other day. There are no issues between me and Colt Cabana. Um, although that son of a bitch keeps taking my, <laughs> my name in vain every time he plays himself on Twitch. But um, but it made for a fun uh, episode of So Says Chernoff, uh, which I hope all of you checked out on Fight. Um, 
Yeah, man. But uh, congratulations on the get too with uh, Bischoff there. Thank man. you. Yeah, no, Bischoff was uh, he. I thought it was a really good interview. Um, I, I mean, I could talk to him for hours. Um, and we're two very long-winded people. So, you know, um, but no, he was so great and just, you know, I appreciated the fact that he didn't phone it in. Not that I had any reason to think he would, but you know, I mean, this is a guy you can only, I can only imagine how many times he's been asked the same question. I tried my best to ask, ask different questions. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't have to tell you, you know, you've done a couple of interviews. Um, and, uh, you know, so that was my that was my thought process going into the interview was I don't want to ask him just the same thing again that everybody asks him and and I'm I'm sure I I succeeded with maybe half of that. I'm sure some of them were the same things, yeah. but he uh man, he he really delivered with a great uh an entertaining interview and I really appreciate him uh and the support that he's shown me and and my show uh has been awesome. Um he doesn't have to there's absolutely no reason for him to show me the kind of support that he does. Um, and so I, I appreciate it very much. Um, uh, Derek Price, now that Retromania is on PlayStation, it's time for Josh versus Meanie with a question mark. I'm not a playable character, but... Um, I got some cool news I wish I could share, but uh, I've been sworn to secrecy. But uh, Will you tell me off air? Yeah, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> All right, so we got Cutie. three. Thi- what are these three? All right, we got the Jack story. Yeah. The uh, the thing about the thing, and then the the uh, the we'll call it the retromania story. Yeah. All right. And uh, the level above Sorensen level is what gets you access to meaning telling all this stuff. <laughs> um. But uh, are you warm? It's warm. Uh, we're not in the same place, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm breaking the uh, breaking the, the the seal here. I oh, okay. I got the window open a little bit. Get some of all the seals you could have broken in there. Uh, that's probably the best one. I am actually kind of warm. Some people might notice I'm not wearing a hoodie, which I'm yeah. almost always wearing a hoodie. Uh, but I'm not. I'm kind of warm in here. Uh, I'm being and, kept. And, and wait, since, since we're recording at night, I might have some good quality farts to record. So. Oh, I hope so. Um, yeah. I am being kept warm by the companionship of the mind of the mini action figures that are all yeah. over all over my office here. There because I've I, I've taken them out. We had some damaged packaging, which you can purchase at a discounted rate over at mindofthemini.com. But um, there were some damaged ones. There were some that were good. And then there were some that were pristine. And I wanted to make sure that those pristine ones were the ones that got pulled aside to be signed because. I don't know who's planning to keep a mint on card if uh, you know if they're not signed. But if if they order a signed one, you, you pretty much know they're planning to keep it mint on card. So I I wanted to pull aside the absolute best of the best for that. So I really like. I mean, we had all these boxes, and I've just kind of been, you know, creating these piles. And it's it's. Uh, but I've got got them right here. Meanie finally got to have his in hand. Yes. Um, and they're just, I mean, dude, these are so good. These are so good. I know I'm, I'm, I'm showing this off on Patreon to people who I think all already have like three of them each, but. What's man. cool is, um, you know, I finally got to hell hold the proto. Jesus. Oh, so, so I, 
<laughs> Thank, I'm just glad I didn't file through on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to hold the prototype. I got to hold the prototype, and the actual figure figure, it's got some, like you said, it definitely got some weight to it. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, that's that's really cool. It, it really and, uh, is. Like That was the big difference, and I kind of knew that was coming just from because I have the Nick Aldis figure, yeah. and when I opened the Aldis figure to put out on, on my shelf on display, I opened that up and instantly noticed a, a, a big difference in weight between that and the prototypes that we had. So I was like, oh, this yeah. is exciting. And, and it, it, I mean, that's what's really, I honestly, like I looked at those prototypes and was like, man, I don't ever want to send these back. I, like these are the coolest things in the world, but these figures are cooler in my opinion. They're even, yeah. they're, the mass produced aspect of it makes it even Look. cooler. Look, I you know I've had people who are kind enough to make me customs, mm-hmm. uh, dude. It's, you know, speaking of you know, our figures are based off of Hasbro, mm-hmm. and I have a couple. I just remember I have a couple Hasbro customs, Ooh. but the fact the, the I don't, they're somewhere in this house. Um, you know my house is such a mess. If somebody's broke into my front door, they go, "Oh, somebody already beat us to it and left." You know, would leave. You know, <laughs> just uh, but. You know, uh, just the fact that a company uh, invested money to make action figures and mass produce them uh, really means a lot. Yeah. And uh, I, I brought them home, and uh, they're on the, the shelf behind me. Uh, Mrs. Meany got out. We have the this thing called Earthquake Putty, mm-hmm. which they use for um, art museums. So, like, if there's an earthquake and the uh, display, you know, the... Uh, there's an earthquake, nothing tips over or breaks and stuff like that. So, try. Uh, oh, dude, I could just. Uh, oh, okay, let's <laughs> try to move the. Uh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, for the uh, um, the folks watching at home, for the, for the uh, Patreon members. Yeah, I'm bad on their directions. So, there they are. Yeah, just got there a little go. earthquake putty on the feet so they don't. Uh, my big clumsy ass bumps into it. <laughs> I won't knock it over. So, yeah, no, that's that's smart though. Um, yeah, and I, I I tweeted out, and I I think I texted you too that it's like an honor to be on that shelf. But it's looking at that shelf, and I'm like, all right, so you have a bunch of your figures, you have an Al Snow, and you have a Mick Foley, and you have a me. It's like that is yeah. one of these things. It's not like the others, um, but so cool. cool. And and again, yeah. these figures just they. I mean this this is. This is really neat because it's representative of the coolest time of my career, you know, and I, I I'm so, it, it's just so cool to have, I'm just, I could stare at him for hours, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's really cool. And Meanie was up. So, uh, up here and signed a bunch of them. Um, I will say also we just sold out of our concept art, our signed concept art. Um, nice, but, uh, like two days after Meanie was at my house to sign stuff, the new batch came in. So I'm going to send them over to you, Meanie. There's no reason to take another trip. Send them over and you'll sign them and and send them back and I'll sign them. And then we can get back. How many do, uh, how many did we do this batch? The second for the second batch. I think we did 50, maybe a hundred. I'm not sure. Cause we kind of blew through the other ones. So I, I don't remember if I decided to do, Fifty or a hundred. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. This might be a nighttime fart. Hold on. Oh. Might have more bait. 
Oh, no, no, nope. 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 Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Almost fucking touched some cloth on that one. Oh, man. Yep. That was uh, poking daylight over here. Mm. Got a little turtle head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Get back in your shell. <laughs> um. But uh, what were we saying? Oh yeah, the concept art. Yeah, that'd be. Uh... Yeah, so we got more. We have more coming, um, or more here, and then you'll sign them. So if you know, feel free to order them now over at mindofthemeanie.com. Um, mindofthemeanie.bigcartel.com is is the direct link, and you'll be able to get the concept art there, the signed concept art. But honestly, we'll have them out in like a a week anyway. Um, but. Oh, uh, Derek wants to know uh, status on the wrestling buddies. So why don't we talk a little bit about that, Meanie? Uh, let's. Uh, they uh, are very handsome. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, they yeah. look great. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of cats out of the bag on that. Um, and there'll be more information as time goes on with it. But uh, the the gatter. Um, the, the brothers Gatter, um, who have done an amazing job with some of these. I mean, you can go on uh, brothersgatter.com or on Instagram. They're brothers underscore Gatter. It's G-A-D-D-O-R. Um, they've got officially licensed stuff with, um, I mean, so, so many. Uh, uh, Delirious has one. Um, I'm looking here. Josh Alexander. Um, there's a Tommy Dreamer and a Raven, I believe. Tommy Dreamer, Raven. Looks like there's a Mean Gene um, nice. that just came out, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, then they uh, they announced, uh, as they put it, "Blue is on our mind, and we're not joshing you." <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, we've so seen cool. the full things. They look awesome. Uh, I'm excited to see them, and that is uh, so. It's kind of neat. They're, they're it's not really a mind of the meanie product as much as it is like they're two into it's a, a meanie product and a Josh product that you can purchase when they're, when they become available, you will be able to purchase them as like a two pack. Cause it's kind of, you know, but it, it'll be depicting, I believe meanie, you can tell from just the image uh, meanie will be in his BWO shirt. Um, yes. And I will be, I think they have me in my sarcasm as my superpower tie. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, and then, yes, yeah, so we'll be able to do that. And then they're putting together um, something that will go more into detail as time goes on, but keep August 7th uh, open if you're in the uh, the New York area. And by New York, I mean really up north in New York um, if you're in Canada. Um, but, uh, yeah, really, um, yeah, really excited about those. Again, it's just like it's it's ridiculous at this point. It's like... Video game action figures, wrestling buddies. Like, this is just the coolest. So fortunate. So cool, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully I'll be downloading Retromania tonight and playing that. But, no, we got the action figures. That's yeah, one thing to think about something, talk about something. But to have the actual product in hand is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so cool. And, uh, you know, thanks to uh, the great folks over there for uh, making them for us because it's something I've never had, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 really cool. Um, to, like you always say, like in 2021, to have people 
wanted to, you yeah. know, but uh, I look at it and go in any year for people to want to, to do that of me. And I just, I keep feeling like so bad for these people. I'm like, you're making these things with this expectation that anybody wants this of me. And uh, but <laughs> thankfully I'm very lucky that uh, all of you keep buying stuff. So, you know, apparently, apparently they're right. Um, Derek says in the shadows of New York city. Yeah, no, we're not going to be in Jersey. Um, the shadow of New York city, New Jersey. Oh, uh, so I'm, I, I put on the uh, draft and there's a Tony Khan in the war room right there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're the first pick of the, uh, the second round. Nice. I, I I put on the TV to put on the draft, and there's somebody with a huge cutout of Shad Khan's head <laughs> with the mustache and everything. That, I was like, oh. That man's mustache is, yeah. is a thing it's of beauty. quality. Yeah. No, it's a yeah. thing of beauty. But, uh, you know, we're, I, we're, you know, we're talking, you know, we're on a wrestling podcast, and the owner of AEW is on the, the NFL draft right yeah. now, which is pretty cool. In the, in the war room. I was listening to, uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Conrad Thompson answer a couple of questions. You know Conrad. Nice. Great, great Love guy. Him. Um, and uh, I was listening to him, and he was talking about something that was kind of interesting um, about WWE, and it just made me think because he mentioned the fact that the Khan family have like four times the amount of money as the McMahon family, um, which I'd be happy to have one-fourth the money the McMahon family has. So, you know. We're not, I'll we're take not, the pocket of their pocket chain. Yeah, I was gonna say we're not throwing uh throwing stones here, but um, the uh, Conrad has this this theory, this belief that the WWE is going to be sold in the next five years, and he has said wow. he has no inside information, no like whatever. This is just he believes that uh, an NBC, a Disney, some someone like that is going to buy WWE. Uh, as someone who worked for that company, yeah. what do you, what do you think? When I heard him say, that, I was like, I want to ask Meanie about this. And just since everyone's so pissed off, I figured I'd ask you about it on the air. Um, so <laughs> we have enough stuff to talk about off the air. Um, what do you think? Do you see that ever happening? Man, I would hope that he would just let Hunter and stuff just take over, or you know, something like that. Man, just. So it's been in the McMahon family name for decades, you know, and there's that there's tradition and lineage attached to the name. Just to sell it like that, huh? You know, I mean, it's not like he needs the money, to, you know. Right. In order, you know, uh, you know, it's not like he's uh, the Crockett's in a pinch because they accidentally, uh, well, not accidentally, they they went and bought, you know the UWF when they didn't really have to just to get the TV deal and, mm. and stuff like that. And, you know, had to sell the Turner, you know? Well, there's always been that story that Vince you know, McMahon, he, uh, that they, what did they do? They, they bought, um, I'm trying to think how the way the story goes. They bought something. They gave McMahon money and he used it to, uh, Used it against them or something. I man, I really shit the bed on that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it was something I, I I can't remember the story. Um, help me out here, people, Patreon members. There's something about um, I don't Vince McMahon. Maybe with WrestleMania, like they they um, oh they bought the TV time slot from the from the McMahons. 
right? Who was it? Was it Jim Crockett? Oh, are you talking about back in the day? Yeah. Bought so the- here's the deal. Okay, now that I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're trying. Uh, you're trying to have a fart on the air, and I'm just having brain farts left and right. So we're. Uh, no, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. There was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Right. And then, uh, you know, the Briscoes, Jerry and Jack, sold their portions of Georgia Championship Wrestling events, which created, was it Black Saturday? Right. Well, that was the, so, t- right. So here's the deal. So Vince is doing, you know, wrestling on TBS, and TBS isn't happy to... Uh, they, they, they're not happy with the product. They want more in-studio wrestling, mm-hmm. studio wrestling, stuff like that. So it didn't last too long. So, they, you know, there's friction between Ted and Vince over the wrestling product on TBS. So in turn, Vince sells the time slot that Georgia Championship Wrestling had to the Crockett's, which they in turn came in and created the TV show World Championship Wrestling, or right. on on Saturday nights, which became you know it was the famous six oh five Saturday night, right? And McMahon so, used that money for WrestleMania, tur- didn't he? Yeah, he, he turned around and he flipped it and put it towards the first WrestleMania. And then there was the other story too that uh, Jerry McDivitt told at a live something to wrestle, and this is where I've heard that story from Conrad talking about it, where there was a lawsuit between WWF and WCW and WWF won. It may have been the Razor Diesel thing. And okay. WWF won and a couple of years later took that money and bought WCW with it. That's amazing. Yeah. So I you know, but that's where I'm going with that is it kind of makes me wonder about here's an example, WCW, right? WWE owns the rights to WCW. You can't have another, you cannot, WCW can never return because WWE owns the rights to it. ECW. Are you sure I saw, are you sure there, I saw, I saw on Twitter. Saw, yeah, I saw something on Twitter. It's coming back in the next couple months. Um, <laughs> but WCW can't come back. ECW can't come back because WWE owns it. Right. However, theoretically speaking. Right. An opportunity presents itself. Vince McMahon, there are things he would just never do. Because it's just, you know, I'm not selling that. I'm not getting rid of it. We're holding it to hold it. Mm-hmm. But now, let's say NBC owns WWE. So they own the trademarks of WCW. They own the library of WCW and all that stuff. And the Khan family comes in and says, you know, it would be a fun thing if we just relaunch WCW as like an extra thing. And I'm not, why would they? But I'm just saying... Theoretically, they've basically tried so far, right? You know, but to, but let's and, and that's not a knock. They're trying to get Dusty's, you know, bring yeah, Dusty's they're, they're bringing back, back that life. brand of entertain that brand of sports entertainment, that brand of wrestling. Yeah. And yeah. but let's say they come back and and let's say Tony Khan more realistically, Tony Khan looks at it and says, "We need our own Starcade," and then goes, "I want us to have Starcade." Vince McMahon's not giving you Starcade. He likes to have it as that little house show thing, which is ridiculous that they do that. But Tony, but now McMahon no longer owns Starcade, right? Because WWE was yeah. sold and all of their intellectual property and all the you know trademarks. Technically, I think there's a much greater opportunity that 
that AEW comes in and grabs something like a Starcade, like a Halloween Havoc, like any of these things where NBC or Disney or whatever go like, yeah, I'm, I'd rather us just add to our bottom line. I don't really give a, a shit about holding on to Starcade, you know? And it makes but, me interested yeah. to see what could happen. But that said, I could easily see Vince being willing to sell it back to, you know, Dustin, you know? Mm. Vince, Vince is about making money. If you put enough zeros on that check and he could take that money and then reinvest it in WWE or buy a new boat or something, mm-hmm. I don't see why he would do that. Look, he wouldn't do that, you know? Anything can happen, right? Like, mm. never say never in wrestling and, and certainly not with with Vince McMahon. I mean, he's proven that time and time again. Um, but... It's just there the the thing you talk about the forbidden door, right? Like there's these things which I I've only heard the, heard that phrase until this year. For some I know I'd never heard of it either, and apparently it's like this big, you know. But I don't know. I'm sure Meltzer had heard of it. Um, yeah, but there are these That's things right. that are just like you looking and go, it's never going to happen. Like for instance, somebody comes with a lot of money and says, "I want to relaunch ECW." I want the logo. I want the music. I want this. I want that. And WWE's gonna be like, "Yeah, no, we own that, and we're not giving that to you." But hey, yeah. Disney could look at that and say, "We're Disney. We are never putting on an ECW. Take it. Who gives? We don't want this. This doesn't. This doesn't go with the Disney. You know, whatever. Like." And then here comes somebody. Doesn't have to be a Tony Khan, although he was a diehard ECW fan, but. Somebody with a lot of money comes in and says, I think it's time to relaunch ECW. Hey, Paul Heyman, you don't work for WWE anymore. You want to come <laughs> come have some fun? Yeah. Like, you know, to me, that is the only part of it that kind of got like got me a little excited. The idea of like, who knows, maybe something like may, maybe 10, 15, 20 years from now, something crazy can happen in wrestling that you and I didn't think could ever happen because of a sale yeah. like that. Well, I I, I want to say there was like a slight precedence of Vince being, you know, cool, and that was him letting the uh, the the trademark for Cody Rhodes just go, and Cody, re, you know, can reclaim his name. Mm-hmm. I would guarantee if Cody had a one-on-one conversation, you know, called Vince and said, "Hey, look, it's my father's inventions. Please." Can I just help carry on the name of my father? You're not using it. You don't need it. What do you say? I think Vince, like, for all the shit people, you know, Vince isn't a saint, right? There's things Vince has done that, you know, could be criticized rightfully so, and sometimes overly criticized. But, you know, I think he does respect tradition and stuff like that. And uh, I think he would, you know, turn around and say hey yeah okay you want your father's creations fine but with the caveat that we don't have to pay your royalty to show the old footage mm. you know what i'm saying yeah I okay mean, uh, he, he, here's the name but mm. we keep the rights on the footage we don't have to pay a royalty for the thing we already own that we're selling to you so i and you know what honestly i i think you're right i think you get a bunch of lawyers involved and so and it and it's like dead on on the table i think you have like a, a Tony Khan or a Cody 
sitting down with Vince or a Triple H or something, and I feel like business gets done, you know? Um, yeah. But they might not want it. But then there's the question also, you know, Bash at the Beach. AEW brought back Bash at the Beach, and next thing you know, a year later, it's like Beach Bash or whatever. Not, not Beach Bash, they're calling it something, but, but not Bash at the Beach. Coincidentally, right around the same time, Cody becomes Cody Rhodes. So you start to say, like, was there a trade in the other direction? Yeah. Did they say, you can have Bash the Beach back, give me the Rhodes name? You know? Yeah. So it's weird. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, and this is kind of... Vince is a businessman. But know. this is what I loved about part of my conversation that I had, uh, cheap plug, you know, with Eric Bischoff uh, on So Says Chernoff on Fight. Um Part of what I loved about that conversation was we talked about how so many people just don't get what is going on behind the scenes. You know, you'll think a storyline went this way or that way, and you don't understand the involvement of talent or the involvement of this or that or all these different uh, moving pieces. And I feel like that's the same thing. You know, we can sit here and go, well, why don't they just have Starcade? It's like, well, yeah. you know, who knows what that, you know. But I did see Billy Gunn is Billy Gunn again. Yeah. And then from Billy Gunn to being Billy for a, a little while, for about a year. And somewhere yeah. along the way, he's Billy Gunn again. So did they let yeah. it lapse? Did Mike Dawkins swoop in there and grab it? Uh, you know, at, at, at 12.01, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, yeah. who, who knows? Uh, shout out to Mike Dawkins. Good dude. Great guy, man. Yeah. Great guy. Um, he's doing a lot of good things, man. I see, you know. I see, really I, is. We see you. <laughs> James Sorensen says, uh, you didn't talk about my lunch interaction with him. And then he wrote, ha, 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 because he's obviously joking. But uh, James, who says that Who says that, that wasn't left on the cutting room floor? Who says that Eric Bischoff and I didn't spend an hour and a half before we started recording talking about the lunch that you had with him and how you abandoned the mind of the meanie yeah. To go hang out. And you left your home in the bosom of the mind of the meanie to take a drive over to Cody, Wyoming and hang out with Eric Bischoff. Um, I would have done the same thing. But uh no. And the Jaguars take a cornerback. Oh man. Okay. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tony Khan, he was just on my screen. Sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> we're here talking about Tony Khan, and he is busy not giving a shit about Starcade. <laughs> so he's busy building his football franchise. Um, we'll call it Starcade with three R's. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, you want to ask Meanie anything? I would love to. Let's do it. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. Already, <laughs> we got some uh, some questions here. Um, I crack myself up every time because you do. Uh, <laughs> would you like to ask me anything? I go. I would love to, which really makes no fucking sense. You would like to, to ask me anything? Yeah. Yeah, I am meanie. You know what, so, meanie? But take a just, take a long hard look in the mirror and ask yourself something. Right now, yeah. go for it. Um, uh, before we do, let me open up my seltzer. Dude, I don't even have seltzer today. You piece of shit. Yep, I don't <laughs> even have it. I've got a Deer Park water and an ice cold uh, coffee from earlier today. A little lemon lime ugly. 
dude, yeah. That seems to it's perfect for the fucking summer. Yeah. So uh yeah. There we go. Hey Tony. This one's for you, Tony. Um Hey, thank you, you know for what? not taking the guy I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um Hey, before we uh, get into Ask Meanie, why don't we talk about our great sponsor today, and that's Manscaped.com. That's right, Manscaped. Flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds, Meanie. Thanks to the support of Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use Code MEANIE20 to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Meanie, are you cleaning your balls? Just polish them like a set of bowling balls. Do it. Uh, Manscaped, they're the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. They're here to help with your above-the-waist holes, too. That's right. It's not just below-the-waist holes. It's above-the-waist holes. We're talking about the Weed Whacker, the nose and ear hair trimmer. It provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more gross nose hairs flying in the wind. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Meanie, have you been enjoying whacking your weeds? Dude, seriously, uh, mine came in the mail about a week ago, and uh, no, I'm getting to that age where I have to be mindful of, no pun intended, uh, ear and nose hair, man, I'm getting to that, and sometimes if I don't pay attention, I start wandering into Ernest Borgnine territory, I start looking like, uh, you know, look, if I sneeze, it look, my nose looks like party favor, it's just, you know, uh, but for straight shoot, man, uh, the weed whacker is amazing, uh, it cuts the hairs. You don't get tear up. It doesn't snag, uh, and it's quiet. Uh, the te- you know, landscape technology is amazing. And, and what I, I even something as simple as holding in my hand the contour of the trimmer is very nice. And it comes with a nice little USB charger. Uh, you can plug it in. It charges up super quick. And then you know when you, when you go to cut your, I, when I go to cut my nose and ear hair. And, you know, I've, I've had those in the, the ones in the past where it just, you know, it's like I'm being tortured for questions, you know. <laughs> G- give me the answer. <laughs> this, you, it's just very nice, very quiet, and very uh, clean. Yeah. A very clean product. I love it. Um, hey, we're talking about incredible hygiene here. Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. Of course, we're talking about the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. That's the legit worst. You'll also find the Crop Reviver 
spray on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there, just like spring flowers. Speaking of smelling fresh, complete your grooming game this spring with the new Refined Cologne Signature Scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. The cologne is light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. You'll be the talk of the next quarantine hang. Smell good, feel good this spring. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANIE20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code MEANIE20 at manscaped.com. This spring cleaning baby, it's spring cleaning baby. That's what I meant to say. Not this spring cleaning baby. There is a baby going around with a dustpan and... um, (laughs) And that baby and your balls will thank you. Manscaped.com promo code. Kids got your intuition somehow. Seriously. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to ask Meanie anything. Uh, you know what? Let's get back into the swing of it again. Let's ask Meanie anything. Ask me something. All right, we're back. I would back. love to. Uh, Travis Bohab. Did you have any interactions with Roddy Piper after you got into the wrestling business? Uh, I wouldn't even call it like an interaction. Um, I met him as a fan, as I you know showed with the photos earlier. Uh, we did uh, this uh, convention slash wrestling event in San Francisco that we called the San Fran Fiasco, and. Um, Piper was there, and it was just a quick two ships passing. And I, hello, Mr. Piper. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Piper's like the real deal, you know. I approach I approach Piper the way I approached the uh, the original Sheik, you know. So there's always that element of danger, sure. Rowdy Roddy Piper, which comes across great in the uh, the Piper documentary on uh, or biography on A and E. But yeah, man, uh, very brief. Not, not nothing to uh, say with substance or some some whatever. I can't <laughs> substance. Say, I can't. Yes, I can't say words today. Um, you said words perfectly right there. Eh. Uh, the word words. That was it. <laughs> Hashtag dad jokes. All right. Um, yes. Uh, so I'm actually I'm three quarters of the way through the Roddy Piper. Uh, documentary, so I haven't finished yet, but I love it so far. It's fantastic. And that kind of leads into the RJ Krasinski of it all. His question, who should there be a documentary on that hasn't had one recently or at all? Obviously, we're going to exclude the ones that we know. We've got like uh, six more that are coming up on A&E, but is there a documentary about somebody hasn't been covered on the network, hasn't been covered by Dark Side, hasn't been covered by A&E? Is there someone where you just there's a documentary that you're looking for regarding wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the life story of Frankie Williams from Columbo, Ohio. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the guy, speaking of Piper, the guy Piper beat up on Piper's pit. Oh, okay. Frank- I'm not that. I might not be a good wrestler, but I, I'm out there no matter I'm out there what. Trying my best. <laughs> I'm out there no matter what. Oh, you're out there no matter what. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but seriously, I don't, I, I really, who haven't they done a documentary or a biography on? Um, they may have done this, but I've got an idea. Vince McMahon. Well, that's in the works. They're doing a movie, right? Well, it's going to be a documentary. Not, Is it going to be a documentary, uh, not a movie? Uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. The guy used to work at ESPN. Um, he's got his own podcast network now. Oh, my God. I can't think of his name. He's from Boston. But he's. it's going to be a, like a docuseries on Vince McMahon. Okay. Well, that's amazing. I want, but I'd want it to be... Through Netflix. That's see, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. But hopefully I, they do a deep dive, man. I, I really want them to go deep into yeah like, his grand his grandfather, who was a boxing promoter. Well, that's the thing. I don't want it to like just that. be a superficial fluff piece. I I want to hear things we never heard before. I want to you know, no pun intended, you know, pull no punches, uh, and like you said, get back, get go back to uh, to Jess McMahon, learn about that learn about vince mcmahon the i'd love to learn about vince and 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 his upbringing you know we've heard little stories here and there little things about his relationship to his his you know with his family and um but man upbringing makes a person who they are and vince mcmahon is such a fascinating dude that i just you know i would love i'd love a documentary on it like a deep deep dive documentary on him so yeah Yeah. so good I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Vince is getting to the age where he wants to tell his story, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and do it not you know, his way, but in the way he thinks is correct because, you know, he, you know, I'm sure he still got, he still claims, you know, uh, beyond the mat, you know, it was a double cross and I thought it was going to be in art houses and, uh, <laughs> you know, what the hell pal. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's, you know, I don't know if he holds animosity towards documentaries, but you know, oh my god, I wish I could remember. That. I'm, I'm 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 rambling because I'm trying to think of the guy's name who's supposed to be post supposed to be producing it, and uh, yeah, it's going to be really good. The, the the guy who's who they got on board, I want to say it's the same guy who did the Andre the Giant documentary for HBO. For, oh wow, okay. So yeah, that should be really yeah. good. You guys are a diehard sports fan, diehard wrestling fan. He's always on. He was on uh, when they were doing their own version of like these top ten lists on the WWE Network. Uh, they had him on there. I keep. I'm just driving me nuts. So Travis is saying uh, he wants a real one, not one made by WWE. And now WWE they put together incredible documentaries, but there's a narrative, of course, and a W. You know, but I. I I find it really hard to imagine a Vince McMahon documentary that he is a part of that does not support his narrative. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't mean that, you know, to knock him. Meanie, I'm sure you could, if somebody came to you and said, hey, Meanie, we want to do a documentary about you, and hey, we'd like you to be involved in the process. You know, there might be some things where you just go, uh, hey, I, that's not the way I see it. Don't go telling that. Don't go telling the story that way. Here's how it really happened, you know? And, you know, so I think uh, it's going to be really tough to have a documentary that Vince McMahon is involved in that unless it's another double cross. And 
Those he days are. Saying, let me look up this guy's name. It's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, do it. Yeah, those um, days are those days are long behind us of uh, Vince McMahon getting double crossed on something like that because lawyers will tear that apart. There's no way the documentary sees the light of day without his approval. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah while you're doing that, um, Mark and Dryden right uh what do you two think about dave Meltzer's comments uh charlotte's response and bill simmons bill, bill simmons. simmons yes okay bill simmons now i know exactly yeah. who you're talking about now i feel like an idiot yeah he does he does good stuff uh mark wants to know uh what do you two think about dave Meltzer's comments charlotte's response and should something be done about dave uh for my my opinion, go to uh, so says sure enough on fight uh, or at youtube.com slash so says sure enough. I covered it uh, briefly. There's, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm starting to get sick of talking about Dave Meltzer on my show. Yeah. Um, and not as sick as uh, this one fan uh, who kind of went off on me today. Apparently he, he was unhappy with last month's show and then he commented about how it's okay because I say so. And I made light of the fact that, yeah, because the show's called So Says Chernoff, it's my opinion. And he did not like that and felt that I was being incredibly hypocritical uh, to insult Dave Meltzer about. And, you know, maybe I am. Whatever. Uh, as I told the guy. <laughs> or, maybe, you know, or maybe not. Or maybe not. Plans change. And, uh, you know, I, the way I see it is if that guy thinks I'm doing such a bad job, then I suggest he, uh, do a better one on his show on fight. Um, but I digress, uh, as far as Meltzer, I think what it really comes down to when I'm not trying to, uh, editorialize it or, you know, uh, try and make it a, a fun show. Um, I think at the end of the day, the dude's just a bit of a jack off you know <laughs> he's just a toolbox and that's it and he he says things because he thinks they're going to be funny or he thinks it makes him seem like he's in the know and he upset yeah. charlotte you know he said that she was getting dental work done because the wrestling business has made her self-conscious um i don't know i haven't spoken to charlotte about it and according to charlotte neither did he so as far as yeah. i'm concerned i know just as much about the dental work she had done as Dave Meltzer does. Um, and unfortunately, as she put it, you know, he could have, uh, could have called her and asked. And as she, as she explained in the, uh, the, the rebuttal tweet. Mm -hmm. And, so. uh, you know, to me, I look at it and Dave Meltzer has a proven track record of making stuff up. And yeah. Charlotte has no reason to, say that's not true. And at the same time, it's like, there are some things that just aren't necessary. Like why, you know, for him to go, oh yeah, Charlotte's on a, you know, they suspended her so she could get dental work done because she's self-conscious. First of all, I, I don't, I, maybe I'd have to go back and look at pictures of Charlotte's teeth. There's nothing about her teeth that have made me feel like she needs work done. But guess what? I'm also not her. And here's the thing. If she is self-conscious about it, whether it's through wrestling or something that always bothered her or whatever, how the hell is that any of our business? Go get right. your teeth done. Go do whatever it is that makes you happy. That's not, and, and I don't know that that's, so that's my feeling on it, Mark. Um, and Meanie, he wants your opinion. Dude, it's just, uh, like you said, it's just, you know, 
Dave's an opinionist. He's not a reporter, really. He's an opinionist, and, you know, there are people who give them what he, uh, what they want him to report. Right. Maybe uh, not exactly what might be the truth, but what, you know, people want out there. Who, if she's getting down to work, you know, or as he said, or as he says, she's feeling subconscious. Um, is that what he so said? He, subconscious. He said. He said she. He said she feels subconscious. Which did he really? Uh, and I covered that on my show and missed the fact that he said subconscious instead of self conscious. Yes. yes. Oh sub- damn it! Now I got to freaking talk about him again next month. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Dave's an opinionist. Uh, he, he's basically almost like a parody of himself now. So it's just like, um, there what what can be done? Nothing. Uh, well, I mean, the only thing you can be done is you hit you want to somebody to calm down. Him in the pocketbook. Stop subscribing to his yeah. newsletter. Stop listening to his his radio show. I just think there's no reason to listen. Stop stop giving him oxygen. Yeah, there's no reason to listen to him. If you believe that what he's saying is bullshit, you know, uh, there are so many wrestling um, journalists, actual journalists. There are people who are, you know, wrestling reporters. There's so many people out there um, who are working so hard to try and create something positive. And I am not including myself. I, I do a, a fun satirical comedy show that half the time isn't funny, but you know, it, it's but there are people out there. Um, go support them. You know, show yeah. show them the support. Don't pay Meltzer because he's the guy's a, a, a mark for himself first. Um, and uh, but so, uh, I got to, I got some breaking news. Eagles are on the clock. So oh geez, let's see. I'm gonna give this a little bit of volume. Same guy, same Eagles fan who's painted silver. It's uh, there again today. <laughs> With a face shield, it's uh, a it's Ray Mysterio here? from uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, who they got coming out? The pick is in. I wanted to be the super fan they put on that fart couch. <laughs> that was like a little couch where they bring up a a fan of the team. Yep, I should be able to raise the volume a little. Do it. See enough. I see enough people playing there. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's see what's going on. What's the clock at right now? Uh, no, nah, the pick is in. Oh, it was like immediate. Here we go. Shh, shh, shh. Here we go. Thirty-seven. Landon Dick Landon Dick Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. Oh, oh. So we, we we got a second guy from Alabama two days in a row. Man. Dude. Conrad's gonna have to come. Conrad's to just now. gonna be fabing your uh text left and right, man. <laughs> um hey. Uh basically it looks like they might have uh found uh, Jason Kelsey's replacement. Ah. It's not who I wanted, the dude from uh, Notre Dame, but hey, big boy, big boy. Big boy. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? This is good. Um, offensive lineman, young. Mm-hmm. So you get some youth on the offensive line. So I think yeah. it's also really cool. This is such a uh, 
big part of your life and that we actually got to watch that or listen to that live on the air. Oh, you should have seen me last night. Uh, I wish we were recorded last <laughs> night. I, I le- legit stood up and, you know, fist pumped. <laughs> um, uh, no, but, you know, I, I do feel bad for the fans that are listening who are not football fans from Philadelphia. Um, or from America. <laughs> <laughs> you listen um, to the proper football. Hey, yeah. here's another question for you. Uh, this yes. one comes to us from a friend of the show and Eric Bischoff's best friend, James Sorensen. James writes, coming straight from the Sorensen level, what championship do you hope they find on the WWE Treasure Show? Oh. Are they looking for a championship? They could. We don't know what the next episodes are, you know? The next episode, what is it? Bruce Pritchard just showing up at Conrad's house? Yeah, basically. And uh, uh, if Conrad Thompson does not appear on that show at some point, I'm going to be shocked. He's got it. Uh, dude, I was amazed that they had the old Tito's antenna in their continent about the one before the Randy set, you know, the one yeah. we all fell in love with. Because Tito had told me that he threw that belt in the fucking trash in, in the Baltimore arena. He's like, mm-hmm. Well, uh, Greg destroyed the belt, and I knew they were getting a new belt. I, I didn't so, need it anymore. And they so have I threw it? it in the trash. Dude, they showed it. Like, uh, I, I made a still of it. I'll, I'll, I'll post oh, okay. it on social media tonight. It's uh, So they haven't, like, said the, that they have it. It's just. I saw it. Oh, man. And, I, like, I legit sat up. and went, oh, my God, they got it. Maybe somebody just picked it out of the trash at the arena, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one of the producers went, oh, what, what are you throwing the trash for? Yeah. You know, because well, I, I to me that would have been a great, to me that would have been a great documentary, kind of like when they went and looked for the old Tory games and the the dump. You know, are they going to be going under uh, uh, Carano's bed? <laughs> um, is that where is that where it's taking us? Yeah, um, I hear I hear under his bed looks like Conrad's office. So, yeah, um, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. According to his ex-wife, right? Isn't that who said yeah. it? It's weird. He's he, he's from us. Does mean he's hometown? Yeah. Like we go to a bar in uh, West Haven, Connecticut, and uh, called Johnny's, which I, we call I call McCusser's North. <laughs> and uh, the bartender's like, "Yeah, this guy comes in from the WWE. Uh, his name's Mark." Uh, I was like, "Oh, all right." Yeah. So yeah, tell him to give me a call. Yeah, but uh, not anymore. Um, there's a weird amount of people that got that, that they cleaned house with Joe Villa. That was surprising to me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, bl- I'm blanking so on Joe Villa. Is. Was he handled a lot? Um, I don't know exactly what his like day to day was, but he was my contact when I was doing um, like press stuff with them a couple of years ago for WrestleMania. Okay. Um, he was oh, all the, right. Yeah. He gave me okay. the, the passes and all the stuff like that, and he was my contact for that. So, um, he was also, I remember back when I, I remember I was living in California and they were coming for raw and I was like, I was like, mate, wonder if they need like extras. I haven't wrestled in 10 years. Why not? You know? And, uh, and I asked, um, Charles Robinson who I should like, like, do you know who I'm supposed to talk to? And he's like, yeah, send Joe Villa thing. It didn't go anywhere. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so 
Mark and Dryden has an. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there a belt? Is there a championship? Uh, that yeah, you, that you hope they is there one that you're like you haven't seen anybody has that you wish. Yeah, you'd like. Well, to see? I mean, well, my favorite belt is the UWF TV title, but Nikita has that. Okay. Uh, I I was fortunate enough to take a photo with it, but um, I don't know what they could possibly have. Uh, I I'll have to get back on that one because I it's a matter of. I don't know. <laughs> well, then again, the whole thing of the show is to have to go out and find it, yeah. right? So, you know, I'll, I'll I mean, they're going go out, out to way. find it. Like, clearly, they know who has it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it's more. It's not so much going out to find it, I guess, as much as it's like, well, except for the Undertaker's one. He apparently didn't know what he had, and um, yeah, he had a lot of stuff there. Um, that was the that was the, the closest we'll ever see to the return of of the. Old school Undertaker was him trying on his purple. That's so robe. cool. That's um, so cool. Although you know, my brother. Um, not to talk about you know people that nobody knows nor cares about. Um, <laughs> but my brother uh, from adfreeshows.com, If that gives any, if I'm allowed to talk about him now, um, he uh, pointed out that with that, like it bothered him a little bit that they were giving such history to this uh the the double cross urn you know the 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 urn that paul bear had to turn on the undertaker um and they're like this urn launched the career of kane and launched the career of you know and it was like you're looking back you're like kind of in a lot of ways kind of killed a lot of the like like at that point when that when they took paul bear away from the undertaker in a lot of ways, that was the beginning of the end of what a lot of fans that were kids at that time consider like the real Undertaker. You yeah. know, so it wasn't held in such high regard. And I also don't really understand how that, I mean, that's a stretch that that urn led to Kane. You know, it was like, what was that, summer of 96? Yeah, my timeline sucks. So, so summer of 96, Paul Bear. Hits Undertaker with the urn. Oh, I remember the angle. I just yeah, don't and remember and what and year. two plus years later, uh, they start the Kane. Th- Kane was I. He was running around as fake Diesel. I think at that point in time, like, well, I, I think I think I think the point they were trying to get is if you know if Paul Barron hadn't turned on Undertaker, right. never would have. There would be no reason for Paul Barron to bring. Somebody back from Undertaker's He's past. He's alive! Kane, he's alive! Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, um, my Undertaker! Um, Mark Little and, boy, please. Uh, last question here. Uh, another one from Mark and Dryden. Um, was watching WCCW on the network and was curious. Let's fantasy yeah. book. If Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams appeared in ECW, who would have been some great singles and tag team opponents for them? Wow. Wow. Oh, man. Shit, they could have easily been part of Triple Threat. (laughs) You know, Gino and uh, Chris, uh, you know, fantasy booking, you know. Mm -hmm. 
still alive. Yeah, they could have been part of, you know, triple threat because originally it was Malenko and uh, Malenko, Benoit, and Shane. And then, you know, once those two left, he, you know, bring in Gino and uh, Chris Adams. I think uh, I think the crowd would have exploded. You know, granted, if, you know, Gino wasn't swiped up by uh, WWE at the time. Right. But then again, according to Bruce Pritchard, you know, Gino didn't get, like to wrestle anywhere that he couldn't fly his personal jet to. So. <laughs> <laughs> you want to book me? Sure. What's your closest airport? Uh, you know. Man. But, uh, man. Yeah, definitely. They would definitely would have been in the, in the um, triple threat. Uh, singles matches. Man, I would love to have... Uh, Gino was such the ultimate heel. I feel like him and a Tommy Dreamer. Tommy him was such Tom- like the working working man kind of, you know, like Gino Hernandez with that kind of pretty much that like million dollar man style uh heel. Yeah. You know. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh I would have loved to have seen Chris Adams against uh Rob Van Dam. You know, with the with the whole both having martial arts backgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the creator of the super kick. You know, as far as pro wrestling, you know. Sure. It, I, I'm sure somebody did it at one time, but the first time I ever saw the super kick was Chris Adams. I would love to see him against Rob Van Dam or, or Jerry Lynn, you know. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, hey, speaking of Rob yeah. Van Dam, um is a perfect opportunity just to plug uh, over on adfreeshows.com tomorrow as we record this on a Friday, but a couple days ago uh, it became available, but you can go over to adfreeshows.com and for free, check out this month's that was extreme with myself, blue meanie and Joel Gertner, uh, where we talk the ECW career of Rob Van Dam. It was a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely. Shout out to Josh Odom, uh, who helped with the research on this one um, and forced me to have to read a bunch of uh, uh, garbage from Dave Meltzer. Um, uh. But thank you, uh, Josh Odom from Ad Free Shows, who helped me out with that. And, uh, yeah, that was very cool. But I think uh, I think Gino... I'm I'm trying to think who else. I mean, you would have had your like little like Sandman or something. I see like anyone that wasn't like his style you know i could see him thinking like they're like beneath him type deal you know um but uh what else is there um oh james sorenson wants to know do you think that uh he could have been world champion in ecw who gino yeah could have been world champion anywhere i was gonna say yeah now I, i mean i'm not i i only know him from stories of him and watching tape back you know i didn't I, I never. If he had stayed alive, he would have been a horseman too. I would, you know. Oh man, yeah, you know, yeah. But That's I know we're talking about UCW, but he, there's so much you could have done. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's crazy to look back on that. You know, it, it, what could have been with so many so many different talent and the timings, everything, and of course, obviously, Absolutely. people's personal demons and issues and things that you know, but. Uh, but hey, Dark Side of the Ring season one, you know, yeah. they cover that. Uh, they just announced the the lineup for season three. Oh man, how good does that look? 
Hey, the one I uh, hopefully I had a help, I had a hand in helping the, them pitch the uh, Johnny Canine mm-hmm. slash Bruiser Bradlam episode. Have they interviewed oh, you for anything with that? I wish they did. Uh, but yeah, I well, I put a, I told them you know people they you know I I suggested people they could interview, like uh, you know I I want I mean I guess they already did it right. Yeah, because otherwise I was gonna yeah. say. They needed to interview you wearing the big guy shirt. <laughs> Available at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Um, yeah. So if you really want to be able to enjoy Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 uh, and the Johnny Canine episode, you need to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie, pick up a big guy shirt. Big, um, big guy. It's the, one with the, it's the one that looks like the Canadian flag with a, uh, with a ruler. Um and uh yeah so uh but no but that's 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 it for uh for ask me any questions uh some good questions oh Vanessa man. was asking uh Gino and Scotty Flamingo later known as Raven as a tag yeah. team that would have been great yeah I yeah. was a big fan of Scotty Flamingo back in the WCW yeah. like I I remember watching him and just being like ah oh, yeah I like this dude I don't know why <laughs> like that was basically really Scotty, you know. Yeah. Just in just a character, you know, because you know, Scotty would just be like a fun slash, you know, <laughs> character, you know, in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. And then some of the stuff he would just do as Scotty Flamingo was just a, a an extension of himself, you know, just to exaggerate it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, so that's well. Thank you, everybody, for your questions there. Um, this is the point in the show where I do a couple of plug skis um, or maybe just a couple of thank yous. Uh, thank you to yeah. Brian Myers uh, from the Major Wrestling oh Figure God, Podcast yes. for um, taking a picture with our figures and posting that all over social media. Um, I'm waiting for uh, Matt Cardona to post his um, and then send my figure right on over to Duke the Dumpster Jersey, um, which is what <laughs> he calls it when he throws things out that he doesn't want to keep. Um, and, uh, but yeah, if you're interested, there's still, uh, a few left. Uh, we've got a bunch of signed ones and a handful of, uh, unsigned figures. Um, you can go to mindofthemeanie.com or go to mindofthemeanie.bigcartel.com if you're inside the U.S. Now you can go and you can get the, the signed concept art anywhere in the world. We'll ship that to you. But unfortunately, we had to contact a couple of people who ordered the figures from outside the U.S. And I don't think you want to pay $57 shipping for a $45 figure, you know. Um, So we have, uh, uh, if you're listening to this and that's you, check your email because you've been contacted uh, to set up uh, being uh, refunded your money and head on over to Chella Toys. Dot net if you're outside the US they will take care of you they will ship it to you um, and uh, and you'll get those figures um, but we don't want to I mean obviously we we can't we can't ship it to you for more money than we've sold the figure for that's not exactly how uh, business works but um, yeah. we and really and, and if they, and if you want it so badly that you're willing to pay more than what the figure itself is worth for us to ship it to you, We'll do it. 
Um, but I would rather us refund you the money and you go yeah. buy it from Cello Toys. Um, and, and that's just looking out for you. Cause trust me, we make less money if you do it that way. But, uh, but we, we, we have no interest in stealing your money. Um, so yes. yeah, but go over to cellotoys.net if you're outside the U S and inside the U S go to mind and you'll see the links on there and check that out. Uh, of course go to pro wrestling tees, dot com slash mind of the meanie uh for all the great mind of the meanie shirts that uh that andy slichter has made um also available now are mind of the meanie stickers and the pins <laughs> we still got some pins go pick yeah, up those pins those there's up. a couple of them still lying around what are you what are you guys doing um james Sorensen asked could meanie have been world champion in ecw yeah if he had been booked to win yeah <laughs> you know uh it's up to the promoter. Yeah. Up to the Booker Man. Booker Man. Um, could Meanie have handled it? Yes, he could have. He's a he's a freaking pro. Um <laughs> and uh yeah, so also speaking of Meanie and the ECW days and the BWO, uh head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie and get some of that great merchandise over there. Like the shirt Blue Meanie is wearing right now that you can not see if you're not on Patreon, but it's always extreme in Philadelphia with the Swanson and Rittner streets, uh, street signs there. I love that shirt. Uh, I need to get that shirt because I love <laughs> Always Sunny in Philadelphia and I love ECW and I love the Blue Meanie, so I'm going to have to get myself that shirt. Um you can also go over to prostentees.com slash so says Chernoff if you want to pick up some of my shirts like the great so says Chernoff logo tee that I'm wearing right now. Um, and then uh, please go to fight.tv and check out so says Chernoff, uh, the newest episode with Eric Bischoff, or go to youtube.com slash so says Chernoff and check that out. But if you're all about the mind of the meanie, you want to go to youtube.com slash Mind of the meanie, you want to click like, you want to hit that subscribe button, and you want to dingling that little bell because that's going <laughs> to let you know when uh, you get another Mrs. Meanie run in at some point, when you get new uh, bonus features from Mind of the Meanie. And if yeah. you're anybody other than that one person who left a review and you want to check out me talking with my friends from high school that nobody knows nor cares for, you <laughs> can go check out talking with friends at youtube.com slash mind of the meanie we're recording another one next week um and uh awesome yeah i hope you hope you all check that out uh hey cameo that's a fun one uh go to cameo.com slash blue meanie bwo and uh the blue meanie will send you a nice message right i have one to uh film more as soon as we get off the air here sweet was that are you giving me a hint um, no, and then, no, no. <laughs> and uh, of course, you can also go over there if you want to be the only person in the world who has a cameo from me. Go to cameo.com slash so says Chernoff. Um, hey, while you're at it, follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie across all platforms. Follow us as individuals. He is at Blue Meanie BWO. I am at so says Chernoff. Um, and check out That Was Extreme over at Ad Free Shows. I feel like we need a new show where basically we spend two hours just talking about our social medias and all the different things we're doing. But uh, but we're having fun, man. We're having a really good time. And uh, we'll be doing some more stuff with Fight TV soon. And, um, yeah. We're, uh, yeah. Got a lot of good things going on here on our, on our planet. 
known as yes. uh, you know mine and the meanie and uh thank you for everybody for making it uh making it possible without you we are nothing yes and uh thank you to our patreon folks um we hope that you're enjoying the video version of this and we really do encourage everybody to just come come try us out try us out for a little bit on patreon a little test run yeah just give it a shot come on do it <laughs> Do I it. dare you. Do it. Yeah. Do it. You know, the balls <laughs> to join our Patreon. <laughs> I know you listening right now. Nah, you don't have the guts. Double dog dare. Uh, no, but we appreciate that. We appreciate all of uh, all of the support. Uh, and we're able to do fun things. Like when we signed all of those figures, uh, we went live on our Patreon-exclusive Facebook page. So much fun. So, yeah, that was a blast. Uh, you get to, uh, you I get had to some hear, cake. You get to hear the blue meanie. Uh, yelling to my wife what type of cake he wants. Um, and uh, that was fantastic. Apparently, a little inside baseball, the kitchen window was open, which is why she was able to hear you and hear our conversation. Um, That's awesome. But uh, apparently the kitchen window was open and my neighbors down the street because they heard you as well. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. And hey, Vanessa Bello says join the Patreon. So, so much fun. She says it. Let's do it. Um, uh, James Sorensen says, Mind of the Meanie is great investment, and I will continue to be part of the amazingness. Uh, and he is a Sorensen-level member. Uh, Sorensen-level shirt was created specifically for him and may or may not be sold uh, to everybody. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but, yeah, no, thank you all so much. Uh, as always, this is a blast. This is so much fun. Meanie, thank you, and... Uh, Enjoy the rest of the draft, man. Oh. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll see what, uh, what happens the rest of the draft. <laughs> that was the blast. Speaking of a blast and a draft. Uh, blast uh, draft. Uh, Vanessa is just quoting you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just happy. I know uh, Vanessa's quoting you here. It I took me a, a minute to see if you can see on the screen. Yes. Oh, <laughs> sure. Please, in all caps. And then she writes, chocolate. But that's oh, not yeah. what Meanie said. So uh, for those of you who missed it and give you an encouragement of why you need to join Patreon. So my wife sent me a text while we're live on the thing, and I couldn't text her back because we we're using my phone to go live. And she writes, does Meanie want any birthday cake? Because my son just had his birthday, and we have a ton of cake left over. And yes. uh, I said, Meanie, you want some cake? And he yelled, Yes. And then she, she asked, uh, or he, he, he yelled, please, you know, because he's polite. Um, and then uh, she asked, would he like chocolate or vanilla? And he said, yes. Um, he yelled, yes. Yes. And uh, so that's what you got. That's what you got. Which uh, does no justice, but I don't want to startle my neighbors <laughs> by screaming <laughs> yes. No, it's okay. Run on over there. Oh man, yeah. You're like, no, I'm just uh I'm just live on the internet making a little extra money. Yeah. Just yelling yes. Um no, but uh thank you all so much. This has been a bull I don't even want to say it. This has been a blast. Um and uh yeah, so uh Pod Squad, thank you for tuning in again and join us again next Monday and every Monday for another trip into the mind of the meeting. It's going to be episode 29. <laughs> Bye now. Bye! Blue, 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 blue world order.
stops. stops.